Hey there, welcome to the Book of Medora podcast, the podcast where we discuss Zelda lore. I'm your host, Crystal, and with me is Monica. Hello. And Cameron. Hi. This is the prelude to our final thesis, which is the timeline episode. Yeah. In this episode, we will deliberate on some of the pressing questions that have kept us from having a consensus on the full timeline and other various lore mysteries of Zelda. This might end up being a short episode or it could be a long episode. We don't know going into this. I think it's going to be an average length episode. What's an average length episode? Yeah, I was just thinking about that because we've got quite the variance. Around one and a half hours to three hours. What the fuck? <laughs> you can't give a window that size and then say average length. That's our average length. God. Okay, around 1.5 to 2. Well, maybe it will be brisk. We don't know. Long enough to drive to the next city. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about, but yes. Whatever the next city nearest to your city is, oh. you can drive there over the oh, course yeah. of this podcast. Because I assume people listen when they're driving. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. It'll be good for your commute. Um, How do you want to start this? Do you want to start with our various lore questions? How else would we begin, Crystal? I guess alternatively, we could uh, start going through the parts of the timeline that we do broadly agree with and tackle the lore questions as they come up. Oh. Or we could just look at the questions documents. I want to go just – I tried to get the questions from the draft and put them into this questions document. Mm-hmm. But if you see anything in that draft that's missing, feel free to add it. We yes, nothing currently stands out that is missing. We should what? We should split the screen between the questions and the timeline draft. Oh, okay. Uh, uh. Control, I mean, window right. There we go. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's easy. I don't know what from computers, apparently. The city in the sky. The wind tribe of Minish Cap. Skyloft. Is there any relation? Now, in this case, the city in the sky is referring to the city in the sky from Twilight Princess, yes? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a big one to start. This is a big one. It's a big one to start, but I thought that it was good to start with because this is one of the notes that you added to the timeline draft, Crystal. Yes. It's one of the questions you wanted addressed. So, I mean, like, what do you think that these things are connected, Crystal? <sighs> hmm... It's hard to say. My my gut says they are not, but it feels like they should be. You know what I mean? I do understand that. But there's no there's no real, you know, we, we've gone through all these games. We've brought this up for every time one of these has come up. And there hasn't really been any strong evidence to connect them. No, there hasn't. The I think that this motif that repeats the ancient people living in the sky is one of the arguments that you could use to put forth that the Legend of Zelda series is more of an anthology series than it is, like, episodic. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not treating it as an anthology series for the sake of this timeline, but I don't think that they're concretely related. They all look so different, the places. Yeah. And the peoples. Doesn't the Wind Tribe bear certain resemblances to another civilization in the Zelda series? They're not very distinctive. Well, there you go. I suppose there was... Do they all have red hair? They do have red hair. Okay, so they all become carpenters 
uh, in Phantom Hourglass. What? Yeah. Or is that Spirit Tracks? I'm losing track. The Wind Tribe becomes the Gerudo of Four Swords Adventures. <laughs> oh, okay. So Ganondorf is a member of the Wind Tribe. Sure. That's hence, hence his connection to Vati, the Wind Sorcerer. Is Vati actually connected to the Wind Tribe in any meaningful way? No. He's no. just the Wind Sorcerer. <laughs> it's just nonsense. It's just a very windy set Because of as Monica said, they designed the tornado first. Oh, for yes. the boss fight. Yes. God. You design the boss fight first, then you write the lore. Right. And they had wind on their mind. They were just big on wind This for that development cycle. I want to come down on the side that there is not any relation between these different civilizations. It's a weird coincidence that we have multiple flying cities, but that's just how it do sometimes. Sometimes it's just a coincidence. I agree. Just like bats aren't directly related to birds, despite the fact that both can fly. So we're not going to say Loftwings turned into the Uka. No. Uh... Anyway. Okay. I had to add a little something to the end of the document. What up with the Rito? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're also sky people. They are, but I, I mean, wanted kind to... Ad- of. I wanted to address that at uh, a different point of the conversation because this isn't related to the Wind Tribe bit of theorizing. The sky's just a very cluttered place to live. It's a tough pill to swallow because this is one of those things where you want there to be a connection. You want there to be evidence. There just isn't. It makes intuitive sense. Yeah. But unfortunately, we don't deal with intuition in this podcast except for all the times that we do. (laughs) It's, it sticks out in the part of your mind what recognizes patterns so you can remember where all the good fruits and berries are. Yes. Mm. Okay. Crystal, what's the second question? Are the sages the reincarnations of the spirits of good, a la the first Zelda being a reincarnation of Hylia? This is strictly my idea. I think there's also... Crystal, did you have this idea as well? Uh, this is not my idea. Oh, Okay. Um, the only reason that I bring this up is that, one, we do agree as a group that Hylia was one of the spirits of good. Yes. Uh We also agree that the symbology of the sages predates the great demon war that sent Skyloft into the sky. Yes. Because the sigils of the sages are on the arch that forms the Temple of Hylia. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking the sages are so powerful and they always seem to be elementally aligned in the same way that Zelda is the sage of time, so to speak. Could it be possible that the other sages are reincarnations or direct descendants of elementally aligned spirits of good? I don't think so. No? Going back to the... The Japanese name of the spirits of good. Hikari no Kami. Yes. The gods gods of of light. light. They seem more like the light spirits of which um, we see in Twilight Princess or Dona and the like. And I think the closest comparison would be on the level of the minor gods across Hyrule, like the Deku Tree or Jabu Jabu. That doesn't quite fit, though. Why not? Because Maladus, by all appearances, 
was just as bad as Demise was, but they did actually manage to defeat Maladus and destroy his body. Yeah, several of them ganged up. And they all died doing it. But, I mean, that's still, the the, the Deku tree ain't going to walk over there and throw down. Jabu Jabu might. I, I, I do think that the Hikari no Kami are probably a broader group than this group, but I also think this group might exist. You think that the sages could theoretically be a subset of the gods of light? Yes. And Monica, you don't agree with that idea? Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple of problems with this. First of all is the fact that sometimes there's different numbers of sages. Yes. Like in Link Between Worlds? Yes. Yes. Right. The second problem is that the... The nature of being a sage is sometimes different because in, say, A Link Between Worlds, it's just something inherent to you that you are born with. In A Link to the Past, they seem to actually be like wise men who studied a lot. And in Ocarina of Time, they seem to be like leaders of their communities who earned their sagehood. Yeah, that's true. So we wouldn't want to take that as like different paths to a similar awakening? Maybe. I'm I'm willing to shelve this and say that that's probably not the case, though it does leave me wondering what the hell are the sages? I guess they could just be like bodhisattvas. The arch symbol, the symbols on the arch are suspicious. They do imply that the sages as a group are older than the demon war. Is there only six symbols on the arch? Yes. Hmm. I'd say that perhaps those are just the elemental forces that shape that world Mm, you're talking about them being like larger concepts but you're also talking about them being like aristotelian yeah fundamental forces i don't know if that fits with the cosmology of zelda very well everybody has a spirit and a shadow how does this fit with rauru being zelda's dad Or, or rather zelda's dad being a rauru uh I don't know. <laughs> it just made sense to me that, like, the head of these gods of light being the sage of light made an intuitive sense. But I'm willing to discard this concept as much as I like it. I, I also like this concept. I'm just trying to interrogate it. I don't think that it works under textual analysis. I'd okay. say that the closer analogy in spirit tracks would be the locomo. Yes, it's true. It may be that the symbols on the arch are referencing the Locomo rather than any contemporary sages because the Locomo are also divided up and color-coded. How many Locomo are there? I think there are six. There's five. Five? Are we counting Angene? Oh, no, Angene ones. Are we counting Burn? Yeah, if you count Burn, there's seven. I want to say that there's six that you actually use for fighting Maladus. And Burns, the outsider who was supposed to replace Angene, the Locomo of Light. Mm. Hmm. That's interesting. Forest, snow, ocean, fire, sand, and light. I mean, that comes pretty close. Sand is just spirit. Yeah. Absolutely. Ocean, snow is just shadow. Yeah. Or it all wor- It all <laughs> works out. Because the snow re- reflects light. So yeah. under the snow, it's dark. <laughs> It all works out. Is there a water one? Because water's the closer. There's ocean. Ocean. Oh, ocean. Okay. Fuck. Oh, shoot. Sure, sure. Okay. 
No, snow is water and ocean is shadow because it's dark down there. <laughs> it's also dark like... Under snow? Under snow, yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, we may not be able to unwrap this particular oh, enigma. The Hyrule Historia has a design for an unused shadow locomo. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, wait, wait. No. Also, the medallions, there was a previous set, right? Or they meant something else previously. What are we talking about? The design of the medallions in, in Ocarina? Ocarina of Time. The temples were differently themed. That's why they, like, one of them looks clearly like ice or something. Oh, like I see. Yes, because the ice cavern used to be a thing. Like, that used to be an entire dungeon. Yeah. Oh. So. Oh, so that could have been snow and sand, actually. But they went with spirit instead. Sure. What a thought. The symbols came first, and then the explanation for the symbol came after. Anyway, I think that we can say that the Locomo and the Sages more or less line up. Though, there's only two Sages in Wind Waker. Yeah, but those are the Sages of the Master Sword. That's different. Okay. Well, regardless, they don't seem to be spirits of good. That, and at least they, there's space in the text for them to be spirits of good, but not a compelling argument that they are. Yes. So, I'm going to say that there there were six uh, servants of Hylia that she honored, that were honored in her temple. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, why not? How many dungeons were there Because in spirit tracks? Because that's sort of linked to the spirits of good. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I, th- I think I checked and it's roughly six. Uh, I think six if you count the bonus dungeon. Well, anyway, probably not. So we're saying they're not reincarnations, but they may be, uh, what's the word? Re- remakes of the six servants of Ilya. I think that mm, we might think of them, like, if we want to tie it back into the kind of classification of being that Hylia belongs to, they might be something like oracles of the spirits of good. Mm-hmm. And, like, actual oracles, not the pretend oracles from the oracle games who are shrine maidens. Because they do have a direct line to the gods and just talk to them. But anyway, they're not reincarnations of the spirits of good. Removed from the way that Zelda is a reincarnation of Hylia. Or descended from the reincarnation of Hylia. You get what I mean. Mm -hmm. Cross timeline temporal synchronicity. Is Ganondorf's initial defeat simultaneous in three timelines? That's a mouthful. Well, this is something that Crystal wanted to emphasize, if I remember. Um, Yes. The idea is that certain events should occur at the same meta time, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And Ganondorf is born in two timelines, and he's defeated initially in three of them. Yeah, three timelines, uh, what, because there was a split. Sorry, born in two timelines? Born in two timelines. Oh, because I see. Because one of those timelines split got it, got some it. decades after he was born. Mm-hmm. The question is, did Ganondorf's defeat in Four Swords Adventures... The backstory of Twilight Princess and the adult st- timeline of Ocarina of Time all occur at the same meta time, so to speak. And this, of course, isn't just about Ganondorf being defeated. It's about everything, because that would mean that the wish would also the wish that Ganon makes in the backstory of Link to the Past affects all the other timelines simultaneously. So that Link to the Past. The backstory of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess also all occur at the same meta time. 
Yes, the the cross temporal synchronicity is an idea I've liked for a long time, but it is supported by our idea of the wish happening at the same time, the wish affecting the other timelines. Yeah. For listeners who somehow chose this episode and have listened to no other episodes. It makes more sense than the Four Swords Adventure episode being your only pick. Yes, but um, Four Swords Adventures is on the Accursed Timeline. Oh, you haven't even explained what the Accursed Timeline is. The point is that Ganon's wish in the background of Link to the Past Mm -hmm. to possess all the cosmos echoed across every timeline, which is how multiple versions of Ganondorf break out from behind perfect celestial seals, in spite of the fact that there's no particular reason for him to have done so. In which, and what are those? The seals in question are Ganon being able to push through the seal of the seven wise men that was placed on him during the imprisoning war in Link to the Past Backstory. The perfect seal put on him by the Triforce gods, as called down by Raru at the end of Ocarina of Time. And being sealed and basically obliterated in the Twilight Realm in the backstory of Twilight Princess. Hmm. So the perfect seal of the Triforce gods doesn't have any explanation for why it breaks in the backstory to Wind Waker. Our version of this story suggests that this happened because of the resonance from the wish that's made on a different timeline. And that's also what brings Ganondorf back into consciousness in the Twilight Realm. I think there's so many opportunities in Twilight Princess where that could have been a factor. One, I guess, well, I guess not the part when they first try to seal him, because that's just the Triforce of Power. Right. But maybe even, how does he, does he come back after that? He doesn't. He does not. Not on our version of the timeline. Okay. Well, kind of, but not really. Okay, then I suppose that would be a good point. So do we agree on the idea of cross-timeline synchronicity? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're all big fans of the concept. Specifically, this means Minish Cap and Skyward Sword happen at the same meta time. Four Swords Adventures, Ocarina of Time... (sighs) <sighs> and Majora's Mask into the backstory of Twilight Princess with the right that imprisoning war, basically. Right, 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 right. All happen right. at the same meta time. The wish happens at the same meta time. A Link to the Past, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess happen at the same meta time. And Oracles, Spirit Tracks, and A Link Between Worlds happen at the same meta time. I don't know if some of these necessarily happen at the same meta time because, well, it's it's hard to really place it out. Twilight Princess and Wind Waker make sense because that's the definitive defeat of Ganondorf in those two timelines. But just because something happens sort of chronologically after an understood point doesn't mean they're at the same in the grand... Well, sure. I mean, Crystal has laid out a timeline in which there is a big gap where things keep happening on the bad timeline after things have gone quiet in the others. Oh, I see. Okay. But the major, uh, like, Ganondorf's appearance, first defeat, and secondary defeat all happen at the same meta time, so to speak. Because he keeps being empowered by and brought back by the Triforce. Right. I'm just not tied to everything, like, in the game happening at the same meta time. Aside from specific instances such as the Wish. Well, that's fine. Sure. That makes sense. Are we... Your question is also about the initial defeat? Yes, initial defeat of Ganondorf. That would suggest that 
Since we know that the hero's shade was an adult when he died fighting Ganondorf, it suggests that Ganondorf died at rough or was defeated at roughly the same meta time in the adult and the child timelines. That doesn't quite line up for me. Why not? Because um, adult Link is at the most. If you bring up his height, I am going to be so to mad. 20. No, what? Okay, go on. I want to bring up his height. Seventeen to twenty. When he when they beat Ganondorf, right, and then in the child timeline, in the backstory of Twilight Princess, things seem to have advanced beyond that. What gives you that impression? Link isn't a general, basically. That just means that he came back and rose through the ranks because he was one the greatest soldier that the country had ever seen, and two he actually knew the princess. You think he's just seventeen when this happened? I think no, that- I, I do think Link is probably uh, older than that. He's he's kind of like Sid Highwinds. He's a a grizzled thirty two. <laughs> Okay, so Crystal, you would suggest that Ganondorf's initial defeat is not synchronous across. Well, it, it's broadly synchronous. He, he also, you know. okay, broadly. Can we accept broadly, Monica? Yes, in the the scope of the timeline where there's like thousands and thousands thousand, of years, of, tens of thousands. But I don't think it's linked, whereas with the wish, I think that could all have an effect instantaneously. It's interesting to me that this is your hang-up when you insist they all have to be reincarnations of the same fucking No, person. Twilight Princess, definitively, that Link has to be the descendant of Ocarina of Time Link. If right. you're getting into, like, having a kid, 17 is a little bit of an... I mean, it's possible, but, like, an odd age to place it. Well... He actually refers to, uh, he does say those of our bloodline, doesn't he? Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's directly descended from this link. He could oh, actually. he is. Could be like a great, 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 great nephew. Uh. Of what siblings? I don't know. We don't know anything <laughs> about Link's parents before his mom died in the woods. You think Link has secret brother or sister? Why not? I, I don't think it lines up. Well, sure then. I'd say defeat, no, but wish, yes. Well, obviously the wish is going to be synchronous across all three timelines, Monica. That's not Do you agree with this? How about this one? In major- in Termina, time flows differently. So when Link gets back, uh, some time has passed. Or he's older, but no time has passed. He is. He did spend years in Termina, that's true. Monica's not for this. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it has to be the exact year, the exact day. Ganon dies at the same time, just broadly. It's not perfectly, give, give or take, a decade or two. Ganondorf wasn't shouting his curse at the end of Ocarina of Time at the same time that the sages were oh. shoving a light sword well, through his chest. I mean, broadly, sure, broadly. But I, I'd say the broadly thing is completely different from. Something that rang out through the timelines. The other suggestion would be that, like, the imprisoning war in the background of A Link to the Past and Ganon breaking free in the background of Wind Waker would have also taken place at broadly the same meta time. Uh, No, I think the wish happened at the same millisecond. Yeah. Well, I I think everything else adjusted to line up with the wish, even. I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean, that the wish happened and then. It's time for the imprisoning war, and then Ganon breaks free, and then Ganon wakes up in the Twilight Realm and starts moving things. Yes. 
I'm going to say that yes, broadly speaking, can be our answer to this. Okay. Well, my other part of this theory is just that everything from creation to Zelda 2 is less than 10,000 years. When you say creation, because I've started uh, writing the document that's going to outline the entire timeline, which, by the way, I apologize, that document's going to be Titanic. Um, We don't actually have a concrete creation time. It's just like everything, the Great Demon War is a singularity, and we can't know anything that came before it. Yeah, let let me adjust that then. Everything from the Great Demon War to Zelda 2 is less than 10,000. That's hard to say. <laughs> 10,000 years is a long time. Like, t- sure, why not? I, I mean, m- most of these games have maybe a couple hundred between them, if that. I don't want to commit to anything. Monica, if we were to take all the games on one timeline uh-huh. and put a thousand years between each of them, mm-hmm. that still wouldn't add up to 10,000. Yes, but at any point, Nintendo could put one. Well, we would change the timeline. Oh. Well, I mean, you have to remember this is not a definitive forever okay. timeline. Okay. This is already, this is already <laughs> fucked up by the, that trailer. Yeah, like I I want to talk about the trailer a little bit later because it's got some shit in it. But the point is, Breath of the Wild two, yes, like Crystal's saying, may introduce information that completely invalidates our reading of the timeline. Okay. We, but that's exciting. It's not a reason to future proof the timeline. We can't do that. We're not doing a historia here. Okay, up until something else. Yes, up until up. we're told. Up until we're made wrong. Sure, why not? All the games. Science. All the games take place within t- ten thousand years of meta time across three timelines. Why not? That's thirty thousand years of real time. I guess. What this is meant to emphasize is that the Gan- the Ganondorf of the imprisoned timeline was not around for that long. No. Except maybe he was now. Who knows? I yeah. thought you were going to emphasize that this means that there was a Gendorf at the start. Okay. If we're going to go back to the cyclical timeline thing, <laughs> that I'm, would be real uh, interesting to me. Yes. Like, I'm going to write broadly <laughs> yes in this document. Broadly yes. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. The timeline image is, is not a tree. It's a donut. It's a donut. It's like a halo. It's a halo ring. Is the Triforce just a gigantic force gem? Yeah. No. What? Okay. Give me a reason. Define a force gem. A uh, force gem is a gem of concentrated force, and the force is the breath of life itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. What can you do with a force gem? Anything. Bullshit. It, it, it wholesale does, like create things from nothing does it i'm not familiar with this like the spirit tracks that doesn't create them from nothing it revives them it recalls them certainly but i think that the force gems that you interact with in spirit tracks are qualitatively different from the force gems that you interact with in the four swords games let me just pull up that page it would suggest that the Triforce, the engine of creation itself, <laughs> exists on a continuum of power rather than being all-powerful. Saying the Triforce is something qualitatively different from any form of mortal power. Yes. Certainly, you may think of them as being related, but Force Gems are but a shadow cast upon the wall. Force Gems- Immortal power can even approach it, as with Ganon. 
There's reasons why Ganon can do it, though, and we've gone over that in detail. In Spirit Tracks, Anjane says that happiness and gratitude create energy, and Force Gems are this energy. Happiness and gratitude. Force Gems. What is the Triforce made of if not happiness and gratitude, right? (laughs) I don't mean this seriously. Okay, then you shouldn't have put it in the goddamn document. Um, Gratitude crystals are related to Force Gems. Yes, they seem to be. Well, part of this is also the the sacred fires of the goddesses in in Skyward Sword, which are said to be Force. They do refer to the Triforce as the true Force in Ocarina of Time. Yes. When, When you unite all three parts of it, you are the possessor of the true Force, which implies that Force Gems are not the true Force, so to speak. They are of a different kind. If they're all just kind of, like, energy, and the Triforce is essentially magical energy, (laughs) your eyes are closed now. Are you praying? No, I'm not. I'm listening. I I don't know where I was going with this. I didn't even look at her mean, and she's already stopped. (laughs) The sacred flames, which are imbued with the immense sacred power of the Force, were able to mold the goddess sword into the master sword, which is capable of negating the power of the Triforce itself. Is that from the Historia? Well, negating the power of the Triforce is from A Link to the Past manual. Right. But describing the flames as containing the Force, so to speak, is that from the Historia? The immense sacred power of the Force. Where is that quote from? That's from the Historia. I mean, we don't take the Historia as being a canonical reference, though. I mean... I, I would not be completely opposed to signing off on the idea that Force Gems are like creation stuff. They are the wood shavings left behind by the making of the world. They are the stuff that the world is made of. But the Triforce is the tool. Yeah. It, it is the plane. Oh, right. Like, it's a matter of think scale. Of, I think of them as being two halves of creation. The Triforce is the actor, and the Force Gems are the acted upon. Why can the Master Sword negate the power of the Triforce? It is a rock. (laughs) What? Yeah, it's a rock. What do you mean by that? In this metaphor where you're like making wood shavings, the uh, the Master Sword is a rock. Or an iron nail. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. I, mean- I I despise that this question is in the document, <laughs> and I have to hey. address what. Um, we could come up with an analogy. Do, okay, go ahead. Uh, I've put in my time. I'm I, I'm done trying to prop this up. Yeah, that's a pretty good analogy. Okay, Mark has got like she she's. I'm not good with analogies. I want to say no to this. This isn't a big no. <laughs> Large no from Cameron. I do find that they're related. You find feel, that they're- I feel that they're- Sorry. I feel that they're related. You Force intuit that they're related. Force. Yes. Okay. I have a problem with this with regards to question one. We might intuit that the three civilizations are related, but there's no evidence. Why again can the Master Sword negate the power of the Triforce? I assume because it holds the essence of the same gods that infuse the Triforce. From the sacred flames. From the sacred flames. Which are manifestations of force. According to the Historia. 
Hmm. The Historia centralizes the idea of force a lot more than the games themselves do. Is force even in Skyward Sword? Uh, Pull up the text up. It's not, it's not even like it took the whole flame in there. You just stick it in there for a few seconds. <laughs> just, just some of the heat of the flame is enough. We have realized there's a lot of mention of force in Skyward Sword. You gotta, you gotta put a space in front. <laughs> That's what I just did. <laughs> there's still a lot of um, mentions of force even then. I don't think they ever reference the force as understood in the Capcom games. They do not. That power is a sacred force. What is that? Oh, that's oh, the, the power is a sacred force. Oh, okay. The force was highlighted in the game. I remember that. That power is a sacred force. Okay, 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 okay. There can be no doubt. The sacred flames have purified this blade. Well done, Link. That sword holds tremendous power. And that power is a sacred force. It is a divine power left to us by the gods of old. The same power that is spoken of in the Ballad of the Goddess. To look upon you is to see that same great power, now flowing through you and the sword you carry. So the Historia has is incorrect, because the force referred to is in the Master Sword, it's not in the Flames. It is, I think, also referencing the soul of the hero. It is the resonance of the Master Sword with the soul of the hero that allows it to combat the evil that it does. Yeah, this is always referred to in terms of sacred force. And if I remember correctly, it is highlighted in gold in the game. Yeah, and it, it's definitely not the flames. It's the sword or an element of the sword that it was imbued with. And I, I, am, I can agree with the fact that it's the soul of the hero. I want to say that the answer to number four is no. Okay. Damn it. Okay. No, the Triforce <laughs> is qualitatively <laughs> different than Force Gems. And not just quantitatively. Thank you. I'm pacified. <laughs> this next one's a big one. Because it's one of the only one. like, it's probably the biggest question with regards to the timeline that we kind of just left floating after the episode dealing with it. And we had a whole episode about this shit. When was the war with the interlopers? Is that the initial war with the demon tribe where the Hikari no Kami fell in defeating Maladis? Or possibly the one where Demise was beaten? Or, Crystal, you've also suggested that that conflict may have been even earlier. Yes, my thinking, I think, is still that the interlopers happened before the war with the demon tribe. And this is specifically because the golden goddesses were said to be directly involved with banishing the interlopers. By the spirits of light. Yes. Well, firstly, we can knock out the one where Demise was beaten because... There's there's pretty few demons around at that point. Are, do we know that? I mean, are we counting the monsters as demons? Yeah, the demon tribe is enormous. It encompasses a lot of things in the language of Skyward Sword. But a lot of the monsters aren't even remotely magical. Which the They all explode into skull clouds. I mean, able to use magic. Yeah, all right. Which the interlopers were. Sure. 
I do think it was something that happened before the demise conflict. Wait a minute. You're saying that this whole, th- like, it can't be the demons involved with demise, but if it was the demons involved with demise, they were sealed away when demise was defeated, so they wouldn't be around for the player to see regardless. Oh, wait, sorry. Demise defeat the second time. No, the first time. The first time. When Hylia sealed oh, him. Then, yeah, that's what I, that's the one. Sorry. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes. I think it's that one. Though that could perfectly sync up with Maladus being defeated, I suppose. What's your chief reasoning for thinking that it came before the major demon wars, Crystal? Because the light spirits say they were ordered by the golden goddesses. And the golden goddesses were definitely well gone by the demon war. Do you think it's possible that... We do think... We agreed at some point during this massive podcast history, that the Light Spirits and the Dragons of Skyward Sword are the same characters. Or at least three of them are. Okay. Yeah. Do we think that the Dragons, who gained their power from Hylia, would have been participating in this even more ancient war? Hmm. But then we can also drop this idea that the Spirits of Light are the Dragons, because that feels a little bit unfair to leverage in this conversation. I don't know why it's unfair, but it feels unfair to me. Well, why did why did they change their story? Yeah. I think an explanation of that really is the Hylia works with the authority of the golden goddesses. I mean, any of the spirits of good would. So she claims. <laughs> sure. So she claims, but any order from her is an order from the Golden Goddesses. We also have to remember that Twilight Princess is full of history that is not reliable. You may remember that according to the history of the Twily, the Golden Gods themselves chased the Twily out of Hyrule. Hmm. That's a separate source. That is a separate source. We tend to believe... The light spirits more because they claim to have been there when it happened. And I have no doubt that they were there at the ceiling of them. But if they were there during that, it implies that they should have been around at some point during Skyward Sword, which is part of why we thought that they might also be the dragons. That and them sharing names. That's a pretty big one. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Something about it doesn't feel quite right. If Hylia granted them their power, does that imply that the interlopers showed up? waged a war with the spirits of good, were defeated, and then the demons showed up. But they wouldn't have done that in Hyrule, according to our understanding of the text. Yeah, no. The thing is that the Mirror of Twilight being where it is always implied to me that this conflict took place, geographically speaking, in the landmass that we refer to as Hyrule, collectively. Yeah. But if it took place before the war with Demise, before the war with Maladus, then that would mean that it should have taken place in the Old Kingdom. That's a good point. I think that it's nice and neat and tidy to to have the War of the Interlopers be one of the conflicts mentioned. With the demons. Yes. Geographically, it seems like the easiest place to have it is the Demise War, the first one. Right. And are we just going with that they are demons in either case? Well, that's that's part of why I put this in here, because, Crystal, you've never completely signed off on the idea that No, the story definitely seems to imply that they are human or humanoid. That they, they, they are 
if not Hyrulians or citizens of the Old Kingdom, a people who are otherwise allied and friendly with them that betrayed the kingdom. Okay, um, let's roll a different question into this one then. Let me uh, just do this real quick. What are demons? What are demons? What are demons? So, this is something... Monica was re-listening to the Link Between Worlds episode to brush up on some parts of the lore that we had decided on, because Link Between Worlds is a messy, messy fucking game. And something that was brought up on that episode is that in Link to the Past, it is implied that all the monsters in the Dark World, the Hinoxes, the Moblins, everything, they're not demons. They're people whose shape now reflects their hearts. Mm-hmm. Is it? And we have instances in more modern games like Twilight Princess of people becoming monsters. Is it possible that demons are formerly human? That the people who would eventually be referred to as the interlopers were human at one point, but they were changed by their own hearts to greater or lesser degrees into beings that were very much like, say, Girahim. The thing is, in in Skyward Sword, what's the name of the good demon? Oh, um... Bat... Bat... Batro? Batro, yes. Batro, right. He is definitively... Yeah, they are humanoid. Yeah, they're humanoid. In shape, mostly. Yeah. And also, it's enough... I mean, it's possible to transform... Into a human... Through goodness and gratitude. Right. I mean, Ganon himself is one of the best examples of someone who was a man and became the demon king. And became, like, way more than that with the calamity. But firstly, yes. Yeah. So I think it's possible. Is it possible, Crystal, that demons are humans who have been changed over time, rendered strange and even immortal by the hunger in their hearts? Yes, I think this is actually part of the theory, is that the the invading armies of demise are uh, a, a part of the interlopers that managed to escape their banishments, or were somehow banished separately. So the collective demon forces, Maladus, Demise, whatever demon kings I'm forgetting or that we haven't learned about yet, those could all be referred to collectively as the interlopers. Yes, and that is why he has a grudge against the goddesses. All right. Okay. Uh, does this all sound good? Yeah. What an interesting collection of people it must have been before that. So what I'm writing is the interloper war predated the Great Demon War, and the demon army is descended from a group of interlopers. I would almost prefer that it's the same conflict, and that over the course of the conflict, the people became demons. Oh, you think the Interloper War smoothly led into the Great Demon War? Yes. Mm, okay, okay. Predate, say predated, but then directly led into the Great Demon War. Sure. And the Demon Army is descended from a group of interlopers. Mm, I'll say rather than descended is... Comprised? Derived. 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 So then we could say the Twilight are the interlopers who chose not to come back. I would sooner say that the Twilight are the ones who were caught. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if there was choice. There wasn't any choice for them that we're aware of, though they were given the means to leave on their own. 
So there had to have been some choice involved. Hmm. So, yes, I think that Crystal's got that. I think that Crystal's got the idea that they agreed to some, they agreed to their banishment rather than face the spirits of good and the arrayed forces of the Hikari no Kami. Well, the Twilight agreed to their banishments. I guess from their or side. Maybe it accepted is. would be a better word. Sorry, Monica. Oh, from the, the Twilight side, one can leave. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's weird. No, I mean, like, that's baked into Twilight Princess. That, that's. It's weird, yes, but it does imply that there was an agreement, a mutual understanding behind their banishment to the Twilight Realm. Mm hmm. Well, let's, let's pull up Midna's dialogue. They're basically being uh, sent to a certain interpretation of hell until they can learn to be good people again. They were banished. They were chased across the sacred lands of Hyrule and driven to another realm by the goddesses. It was another world entirely the antithesis of Hyrule where the sun shines bright. Its denizens became shadows that could not mingle with the light. So this, this, uh, hmm, this implies a timeline uh, the world. What I'm imagining is like, okay, the interlopers are driven off apparently by the goddesses. A, a group of them are like, fuck this. We should invade Hyrule again and take the Triforce and do it better this time. And some of them are like, uh, I, I don't know. I think I'll just stay here, guys. The Spirits of Light and Midna's recounting of these events does add complications to our reading of it. But I think that at least... To start with, we can probably agree that these conflicts are directly related to one another. Yes. That is a good point to agree with. Yeah. And that if we were to say that it was divided into camps, the group that became the Twilight were imprisoned, whereas there were groups like the one that Girahim belongs to that were not. So rather than agree to their banishment, because it does seem like they were forcibly chased off, I would say that Twilight decided to peacefully stay in the Twilight Realm. I don't know that, you know what, maybe, but Midna's dialogue there runs counter to the idea that if they want the Twilight, have a way to leave. There's descriptions of them being banished, though. Of like course. Banished. But you, if you have a method to come back. Hmm. Well, I think it's more of a case where, like, yeah, you can come back. There's going to be guards standing at the other ends. Actually, if they come back, they they fry in the light. Well, that's only after they've stayed in the Twilight Realm long enough that they become Twilight creatures. Mm. But I, I think it's the deal presented to them is more like, yeah, you can come back, but you're going to need a, a little while to cool off. Yeah. Uh, again, this is very much uh, in line with certain interpretations of hell. They are there to become better. So that they can return someday, which fits in with the idea that demons were once humans. Mm -hmm. So how do you want to word this? For the answer that you just typed up? Yes. Let me eyeball this for a second. Can, can you do me a favor and move that triangle tab over so the indent is Yeah, of course. Just, thank you. Ah! Just relax. <laughs> How does that sound, Crystal? The Interloper War was in latter days known as the Great Demon War, where a group of magically focused people were defeated in stages, in the Old Kingdom and in the land that would be called Hyrule. Those who were banished became the Twilight. Those who remained were the Demon Tribe. 
Okay, I like that. Cool. That sound okay to you, Monica? Yep. All right, I like that. Six C above. <laughs> or let's write, demons are corrupted people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that this got worked out. I, it's going to make p- writing part of this so much of easier. Instead of C above, I thought you were going to put in Ibid. 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 I don't know how to say that, but I, I, I love it. Adab. What? All demons are bastards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where do the Oracle games go? Do they both occur? Are there a self-contained timeline split? For, I thought we worked this one out. For our uh, Well, just pretend that I forgot then, because I apparently forgot. Uh, to get our listeners up to speed again, both Oracle games have a different set of dialogue for Twin Rova, depending on which game you play second, which implies that they take place simultaneously on different timelines. Uh, mm. Crystal, how did we work this out? I thought what we had decided on was that it, they both happen seasons, then ages. But you can only fight but Ganon once. now that you're once. bringing up the Twin Rova dialogue. You, you can only fight Ganon one time. <sighs> hmm. I think there's a mini split. The, the bigger issue for me was, can I fit it on two timelines? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Monica was trying to see if she could fit Oracle of Ages ending on uh, one of the other timelines. And the uh, Oracle of Seasons <sighs> ending on maybe the Accursed I, timeline. I don't think I can. It doesn't work. It, yeah, we, we put them a a separate link after A Link to the Past. We did. You, I guess you could put it after A Link Between Worlds? Maybe? Uh, yeah, I guess. What? How would you How would you split it? Oh, wait. One of them mentions, like, Ganondorf or Gerudo King. Yes, Gerudo right? King, another one, yes. Great King of Darkness. I mean, he's a Gerudo in both of them. Yeah, we did manage both timelines. He's been, he's been a Gerudo in every timeline. Yeah. That was the issue beforehand when we hadn't stuck a link between worlds. Yeah. By Twilight Princess, so I guess now it's possible. I mean... I think that what I suggested at some point was that the accursed timeline is real fucky with the way that time works. So maybe the Triforce calling on a hero for specific reasons actually split the timeline and then put it back together or something. This is some catastrophic effect of the wish taking place on this timeline. I don't know. I wonder if that line difference is in the Japanese. That's a good question. I feel like it has to be, doesn't? Wait, did we look this up before you and I? Why would they? Why would they write it differently? Why? Who knows? Why would they do it? It might just have been like two translators or the same translator, even looking at the same lines and doing it differently. Yeah, because there's yeah. a little bit of localization infused each time. I like the idea of it possibly happening on the accursed and adult or adult. child. I guess it would be the child timeline. Yeah. Where would it go? Hmm. Because it leads into Link's Awakening so smoothly. Yes, that's... Yeah. Okay, I, no, I take it back because Link's Awakening definitely doesn't happen. So it, it can only take place on our reading yeah. on the Accursed Timeline. Do we just say, like, fuck it and one of them is canon and the other is a what if? No, it, there's a mini split. And they come back together. <laughs> yes. The Triforce just brings it back together. Because there's no- maybe maybe Link got split into two. <laughs> well, he does split into several earlier on in that timeline. You know what, Crystal? I'll sign off on that. On Link being split into two. Address like assume that Labrina and Holodrum 
don't necessarily exist in the same space as Hyrule, so to speak. Except that Zelda's there. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, Zelda's there. Zelda and Impa are both there. And they traveled, like, on... We don't know that, non- actually. Non-Triforce means. They could have done magic, though. I suppose. Or they could have been brought there by Twin Rova, somehow. No, like, in one of them, they, they just... Also, Z- Twin Rova's Zelda there. is traveling. Twin Rova's there, though. Yeah, that's... But Twin Rova wasn't defeated in that timeline. Yeah, which means they both take place on the accursed timeline. That works perfectly. Sort of. I mean, it works better than anywhere else. Right. I don't know, man. I like it really splitting and then collapsing back into each other. Like, we don't have an explanation for why. It's just that <laughs> this is what we think happened because there's no other way we can, like... Yeah. Well... Are there any other dialogue splits? Let's see. Can you try Googling, Cam? Because I, I don't know about making a split based on this one line of dialogue. Oh, you mean... But also, it's not just the one line of dialogue. It's that you can play the games in either order. Yes. That's the bigger thing. It's just exemplified by this one line of dialogue, making it concrete in a way that's harder for us to ignore. I don't think there has to be an explanation as to why it's split. Really, anything in the world that is different possibly probably causes or is a split. It's just that there's important splits. We're not going to go into the Avengers here, but... Sure. I mean, it's it's Triforce fuckery. This is being done actively by the Triforce, as near as we can tell. The Triforce Why shows- does the Triforce feel the need to do this? Who knows? Why does the Triforce talk again in this one? Was Fujibayashi one of the leads on the Oracle games? I know that he used to work at Capcom. Yes, he was the director. That, that <laughs> man, I swear. Let's see. Beginning a linked game. Because you don't just necessarily go from one linked game to the other. You can go from the second linked game back to the first one, carrying over your progress between them over and over. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages may just take place in a weird time fucky kind of thing. Time flows strangely in Mordron. Yeah, basically. Wait, I think you may have actually said that during the Oracle episode. I mean, they clearly both occur, because that's the only way to fight Ganon. There's... Okay, so there's some differences. I'm on the... Hold on. Share. Slack. Slack. Hmm. Maybe it's, like, a quantum superposition thing, where both can happen, but only one actually happens according to which order you play it in. The plot line of Queen Ambi reuniting with her pirate person only happens in a certain order. Right. In a Seasons linked game. Right. That's messed up. Hmm. Seasons Ages is usually taken as the order. Why? Because the official Zelda website uh, in the URL listed seasons, Seasons as Zelda 6 and Ages as Zelda 7. That's really weird because Majora's Mask was Zelda 6. Oh, I think it was seven and eight, rather. That's really arbitrary. <laughs> that is completely the most arbitrary. Or maybe I have that wrong. Maybe the Oracle games came out first. I thought they didn't. But, you know, you're right. But regardless, um, I I kind of want to shrug at this one. Just big shrug. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just, you know, don't worry about it. Okay. I'm, I'm willing to sign hey. off on a don't worry about it. Oracle games. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably would depict it as a branch. So uh, on this, the timeline, do you want me to write 
diagonal line up, Oracle of Asia's diagonal line down, Oracle of Seasons, and then they both lead into Link's Awakening? No. No, I don't. I mean, Monica does. But I the mean, thing is, on the split, it would, have, it would have to be... Yeah, it would have to be Ooks above and below because it's not just Oracle of Seasons above and Oracle of Ages below. It's Oracle of Seasons and then Oracle of Ages above and then Oracle of Ages and then Oracle of Seasons below. That's why I just wrote Ooks. Yeah, see, Ooks. <laughs> Ooks is a very good... I'm going to... When I'm actually writing up the document for this, I'm going to treat this as like a segment of history that's not super clear how it happened. And it may depend entirely on the experience of the observer. That's how I'm going to do it. Schrodinger's event. Yeah, it's Schrodinger's Zelda Secret. game. Yeah. It, you Oracle. know, we can say that Link Link can still go back and uh, reunite the lovers after killing Ganon. Sure. Why not? Oh, I don't know if I'm going to have to write all that into it. God damn. Okay, sure. Okay. But, I mean, in the absence of anything else contradicting it, can't we make an assertion here my assertion is that it can go either way depending on how the player interfaces with it but like this is not reading it them as games this is reading them as historical things right but it's still how it's observed i wrote the triforce split link into two so you could do oracle of ages <laughs> and oracle of seasons at the same time sure and then the other one that'll be in the questions document uh I'll I'll wing it as best I can on the actual timeline document, and then I'll get you two to sign off on it. God, oh, why is the indentation on Google Docs bad? I think that you have to control A and then like change the numbering. Yeah, hold on, Monica. <laughs> that didn't help at all. Uh, oh my god, oh. Monica! It was looking okay manually adjusted. Okay. Did it. Whew. Okay. I'm glad that our listeners will never know the struggles that we go through. Indentation formatting. What is Demise's curse? Examine his lines. How does our use of curse reflect our cultural understanding <laughs> of that word? Is it the great demon trident? This question reads like a high school test. Shut up! <laughs> I was thinking that exact thing when I was looking at it just now. Shut up. You Shut up. I didn't mean to write it that way. Use at least two metaphors. <laughs> yes. The specific wording that is sometimes referred to as Demise's Curse. Those, uh, here we go. My hate never perishes. It is born anew in a cycle with no end. I will rise again. Those like you, those who share the blood of the goddess and the spirit of the hero, they are eternally bound to this curse. An incarnation of my hatred shall ever follow your kind, dooming them to wander a blood-soaked sea of darkness for all time. This is actually two different statements. Yeah. One says that Demise, Demise is like, you can't kill me, I'm coming back. Uh, then they totally kill him and he never comes back. Well, his hate never perishes, but he does. Right. He says he will rise again. He verifiably does not. Depending on your definition of, of him. Right. Well, I mean, Phi does literally eat and obliterate his soul. That's in the text. I've checked this like four times. <sighs> I mean, Ganon says that shit too in Twilight Princess. He, he's definitely dead. He's super... Mm, is he? In Twilight Princess? Yeah. Uh, 
we'll come back to that. I mean, once it merges, obviously it's different. And then the Breath of Wild Two. Oh, there's Link Between Worlds. That like death is weird for Ganon after the wish. I think it's fine. Like we don't have to. Demise can say a lot of things. Sure. You're saying that Demise saying something doesn't make it true. Right. I'm sure he said, I'm going to stomp on all of you humans, etc. And that was not correct. The gist of that question, I don't know why the fuck I worded it that way, is really supposed to be, what do we take from Demise's lines here? And how do they relate to our understanding of the timeline? Like, it was thrown around possibly in Four Swords Adventures that the manifestation of Demise's curse might have been contained in the demon Trident. Yes. And that empowered by Demise's curse, Ganondorf becomes Ganon, manifesting his true self through the medium of Demise's evil. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's it. And being the only Ganon to do so. So we're okay with talking like Demise's curse is the power that lets Ganondorf become Ganon in the Accursed Timeline. Yes, of course. Yep. Okay, cool. Well, that was easy. We also established Vati's not related to the curse. No, he's... It's just an asshole. It's just some <laughs> jerk. I, I, you want to write the answer to this one? Okay, yeah. Demise's curse manifests as a demon trident that, by investing Ganondorf with the power of Demise's hate, allows the Gerudo to become Ganon. Yeah. Can we incorporate suggestions of possible canon from the sequel trailer? So this is more of like a conceptual question. Should we look, which, when we're coming up with this timeline, should we be looking at information from the sequel trailer and going, oh, this changes things? Uh, yeah. You sure? Yeah. Hi. Good. We're it's on a roll. based on all of our knowledge available to us at this moment. Cool. Okay. I love these easy questions. I really like the idea of Ganondorf as we see him in Breath of the Wild 2 as an amalgamation of the different timelines, like body from one, okay. <laughs> spirit from another. What? Okay, we're not doing this. What? No. We'll get into that later. It, okay, I, I didn't realize it was later down. Number okay. L- yeah. Why didn't you have them? Okay, okay. Well, I mean, if 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 the answer to this was no, then a lot of these wouldn't I see. Okay. Mattered. I understand. So now the question is, what is the calamity? I have a math equation. <laughs> oh, yes. I had- Demise equals an incarnation of hatred endlessly reborn via curse. Mandrag Meyer Ganondorf equals hunger to rule all. Ganon equals hunger within Mandrag's heart plus curse of demise. Calamity Ganon equals hung- parentheses Hunger within Mandrag's heart plus curse of demise and parentheses times wish on the Triforce. That's a good that that's a good equation. The math checks out, or it did six weeks ago. Uh huh. What? Because now Ganon Dorf and Calamity's relationship might be more complicated. Yes, it seems to me. And again, this is based on nothing but a trailer and some postulation. Thirty minute, thirty second trailer. Well, it's more like a 60-second trailer with a 30-second outro, you know. But um, it seems to me that the Calamity Ganon is a manifestation of Ganondorf's hate leaking out 
while he's imprisoned deep beneath the earth. It's like, um, it's um, it's not quite like him astral projecting, but it's similar to that. It's an echo of the thing that's beneath the earth. It's the stink lines coming off of the rotten apple. Well, I, <laughs> I wouldn't have said that. Wow. Stink lines. No. Wow. What? Crystal, what do you think is the relationship between the Calamity and Ganondorf as seen in that trailer? I like the idea of the Calamity being the stink lines coming off <laughs> of Ganon's stinky body. I think um, I, I liked the idea that the Calamity is the echo of a scream. Okay, mm-hmm. that sounds more... Some dignity <laughs> rather than none, rather than negative dignity. <laughs> sure. But... but uh, and. It all ties together. The Calamity is not Ganon itself, is yes. what I'm suggesting. Right. It's like as far removed from Ganon as the water blight is from the Calamity. It's like his will. It's not the actor. Right. It's like his grudge, his own curse manifesting to the inevitable... Fans of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure who listen to this podcast, think of the Calamity Ganon as Ganondorf's stand. And that'll line up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But then that also brings to mind the question, um, oh, actually, never mind. That's that's a later question down the mo- line. Okay, good. I'm glad I anticipated this. Why is the Calamity trying to build a body? Because its actual body is trapped. Yeah. Or maybe- so it's, it's using Wi-Fi to- con- the, Okay. Maybe the Calamity, as an echo of Ganondorf's mind, knows that it should have a body, so it seeks to make itself in the image of the true Ganon. Mm-hmm. I see. And it kind of fucks it up. I, I would say the Calamity is not unlike w- what you fight of Majora's Mask at the end of that game, oh. where all of Skull Kid's hatred and anger has developed a consciousness of its own. It's filled up the vessel. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that makes sense. The Calamity as a manifestation of Ganondorf's grudge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that works for me. If the timelines merged, then who is Ganondorf? Specifically, who is Ganondorf in the sequel of Breath of the Wild? So we have the Ganondorf at the bottom of the ocean with a sword in his head. Yep. We have the Ganondorf... With the sword in his head, or it's in his chest. Who died? In Hyrule Field. Might might have been buried, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. He seems to have become a ghost later. And then, yeah, that's right. He did become a ghost later. And then there's a Ganondorf who never died, or he did, but the Triforce kept bringing him back. Yeah. And what's the last instance of him there? That would be the original Legend of Zelda. At least the instances that we're privy to. Okay. So the combo, wow. I'm going to suggest something that the two of you may or may not like. I'm not sure which. Um, We've talked about in the past the idea that the Calamity Ganon is basically three Ganons layered on top of each other as a single thing. Uh Uh-huh. But what I want to suggest is that Ganondorf here is not quite that, but it's related to it. In that before we knew that Ganondorf the man was around... We could say that this is just like echoes of hatred and curses and grudges all becoming their own thing, and that's the calamity. But now that we know that Ganondorf is there, there's only one 
extant Ganondorf. Wind Waker? Wind Waker. Based on what we know and our understanding of the timeline, I want to suggest that that is Wind Waker Ganondorf free of the clutches of the sea. He got young. Er. What? I mean... He doesn't look the same. No, he doesn't look the same, but he never looks the same between different games. I mean, he lost his, like, square chin. He's, he's lost a lot of weight he's, by the time... He's also lost... By the time uh, the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer comes around. A lot I, of hydration. He's He's been on a very strict uh, very strict diet of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the other timelines, this Ganon's, could have added in. Oh, absolutely. I did add in. I, I don't mean to suggest that the power of Ganondorf that like basically devoured and destroyed Yuga... And the raging spirit that kept coming back throughout history didn't add into this. But the body of Ganondorf, the identity of Ganondorf, the one man, there's only one of them who hasn't died. So, What makes you think he hasn't died? We kind of agreed at some point that they didn't kill Ganondorf. They sealed him away beneath the sea. Okay. I don't know. We have also discussed him dying. Right. to spirit tracks and so on. If he is even alive in Wind Waker. I am not signing up on the idea that he's <laughs> a ghost. But if he is, let me tell you, having a sword in your forehead and turning to stone and being in the middle of the ocean, you're not going to live very long. This specific Ganon has been stabbed in the forehead by the Master Sword multiple times. You may remember that in Ocarina of Time 3D, they changed the final blow so that instead of going into the back of his throat, it goes right into his forehead. I thought it was always in this forehead. Nope. Oh. And back in 1.0 and 1.01, it actually went into the roof of his mouth. I never paid that much attention. Well, I did. I know you did. Uh, But let's get to the heart of this issue. The heart of this issue is that you don't want a Ganondorf reborn, a second Ganondorf. You want a consistent one Ganon. It's not that I don't want a Ganondorf reborn. It's that we've never had an instance of Ganondorf being reborn in our understanding of the timeline. Yeah, but... Ganon comes back, sure, but it's never as a man. Yeah, but perhaps that is the unusual event that occurs. That To me, that, inqu- that requires a greater leap of logic than just saying, like, Ganondorf isn't dead. Cameron, how are you going to react when they introduce this Ganondorf as the third reincarnation by the Historia timeline. Who's they? Nintendo. Oh, they're going to change the the timeline so completely. Oh, yeah. Like, completely and change some position of the other games that everybody else will be up in arms. You're talking about in supplementary materials, Crystal? No, what I'm saying is they're going to make this a new Ganondorf. He's the third one. In the text of the game? Yeah. That's what I'm expecting. You see... What I'm expecting out of the game is that they never address anything that has to do with any of this. Like, they'll never talk about where Ganondorf came from, except that he's a man from the desert. And that's it. They won't relate to the past very much. If they're careful, they won't talk about the events of any of the past games, except for Breath of the Wild. And possibly Ocarina of Time. You know what happens? When the Master Sword merged, it made the Master Sword pop out of Ganondorf's (laughs) head. And that's what freedom. That could happen. That is actually pretty close to what I was thinking. 
I'm okay with this for right now, but I don't think it will last. There had to be one wish. Like, the wish is still there, and it's still affecting that Ganondorf. I think that this can stay for now. Like, the body from Wind Waker, the ghost from Link Between Worlds, and the accursed curse... You think of this as being like different puzzle pieces fitting together. I'm suggesting that the entire man came back. I'm sure his, well, yeah, but they imbued into the body. Well, sure, yeah, layered onto each other. Right. I think that can work for now. I don't think it will last necessarily. Why not? What do you see changing? it? I can see the possibility that he just reincarnates. But no. I know no other one has done it. Not just no other one. They haven't textually attributed reincarnation to any other character using that word except for Zelda. Once in the long history of the franchise. Right. I think they may do it again. But I, I'm okay right now with going with this. I can. They've not textually said Ganondorf reincarnated in Four Swords Adventures, but he does have a completely different backstory. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Sort of. He's not, yeah, he's the, I can't remember the exact line. The great war that predated the founding of Hyrule never occurred in the Accursed Timeline, the backstory of Four Swords Adventures. He is the first Ganondorf of that timeline. He is the return of a Demon King or something like that. No, the return of the Demon King is the Triant. And then when he takes it up, he's the Demon King. Okay. I can't remember the specific line, but if you look in the text dump... There is reference to a demon king. You're too far from the mic now. Uh, Don't get too- Do you think this Ganondorf will have the memories of all the others? Oh, wouldn't that be so cool? I hope they do that. I, I actually don't, and I doubt that they will. I mean to say in the way that Zelda's um, in that memory in Breath of the Wild. The speech for Link. Yes, cites different games on different timelines. Yeah. I hope they do a similar thing. Oh, yeah. With Ganondorf. Oh, yeah. Who do we want to voice Ganondorf? Is there anyone in particular? Danny DeVito. Can we go back to no voices? I don't think they're going to do no voices. Uh, Ganondorf will speak lines. Absolutely. Ganondorf will have an English voice actor. Charles Dance. In the E3 2020 trailer for this game, he will say one line at the very end. Charles Dance. James Earl Jones. Charles Dance would be pretty decent. He, he'll, he'll do anything for a paycheck. Only problem is I think he's a union actor, and so is James Earl Jones. The guy who did Scar. Jeremy Irons is long dead. Darn. I, I think. Is Jeremy Irons dead? He's alive. Alive? Yeah, it didn't click onto his Wikipedia page. Yeah, he's, he's alive. alive. Um, what's his name? Goliath. Keith David? I'm just thinking people with deep voices. Our real hope is for no voice acting. Okay. Crystal, how do you feel about the idea that that is Wind Waker Ganondorf with all the other shit added on top of him? I guess you can make an argument that Wind Waker Ganondorf is the least dead of the Ganondorfs. I think that's pretty concretely true. Uh, You can make an argument. Sure. So I guess it makes sense for him to be the dominant personality the physical template sure what i don't know are you imagine he crawls out of the ocean and is like well i guess time to find some place to be king where i get all these kingly accoutrements 
I like to imagine him just walking back to the desert. Yeah, sure. Why not? Like, hey, what's up? I'm your king now. No, not even that. Like, he's not wearing that much more jewelry than any Gerudo woman in Breath of the Wild. But it's new jewelry is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, like, he can just find a jeweler. (laughs) He doesn't have to have done that, but I like to imagine that he would walk back to the desert, yes. Not that he would try to conquer it immediately. (laughs) It would be a cool line if someone talks about how long ago a man crawled out of the ocean from the beach into the desert. That would be a really cool line, yeah. But I, I... For what I anticipate, they're never going to address this, and this will be like dealing with the origin story of Ganondorf in no way. His origin will be completely lost to time for the purposes of the narrative of Breath of the Wild 2. You don't think it would be, they would at least reflect on what happened 10,000 years ago? I think the only way in which they'll reflect on 10,000 years ago, actually, uh, I guess that leads into the next question, but the way that they'll reflect on the legend of 10,000 years ago is be like, Okay, I I guess that wasn't the real fight. Are we on to question 12? I think so. Okay, answer to question 11. He has the memories of all Ganondorfs. He's primarily Wind Waker Ganondorf. Sure. He's a sandwich of Ganondorfs. He's a Ganonwich. Or more like a a chicken and then there's dressing. Well, <laughs> like the butter basting. You are an amazing analogy maker. <laughs> like, <laughs> your similes, incomparable. And then the the mashed potatoes. Oh, my God. Okay. Crystal, I wish you could see how much she's made herself laugh with this shit. Yeah, I think we're ready ready for the- Wind Waker again is just a big, juicy chunk of Angus beef. Uh Uh-huh. And then Twilight Princess Ganon is is a slice of tomato. And then Four Swords Adventures Ganon is the bun. God damn it. Then you add the special sauce. Which is... Demise. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Can we... Anything else? Okay. Um, Describe the war of 10,000 years ago. Does the battle with Ganondorf predate it? If so, then by how much? What I'm asking here is, is the war with the Calamity different from the war with Ganondorf? Yes. Yeah. The battle with Ganondorf predates it by a lot. I I think... Many fans are equating Ganondorf with 10,000 years ago, but I think we mentioned this during the trailer episode. It would be really funny if the battle of 10,000 years ago had no idea of the Ganondorf body and it was all, you know, a bit misdirected. Oh, like that's the reason that they can't make the calamity go away is that every time they obliterate it, a new one is generated out of Ganondorf. Yeah. Yeah, throw away the stinky apple. Yeah. They don't just spray Febreze on it. They don't know where the apple is. They didn't know there was an apple. You just see all of the stink lines and or gnats. There's just gnats everywhere. Okay. So we would suggest that we think perhaps then that the final battle with Ganondorf took place hundreds or even thousands of years before the war of 10,000 years ago and that the battles with the calamity took place for so long that memory of ganondorf himself is completely lost or there's a sort of vague knowledge of it or they have connected the dots it's passed into myth basically passed into myth at the calamity's real ganondorf is like a myth so we just agree generally speaking ganondorf uh 
has been imprisoned for multiple cycles of the calamity. Yes. Okay. That's the real point of that question. We don't have to describe the Battle of 10,000 years ago outside of they were fighting a ghost and they weren't really knowledgeable that they were fighting a ghost. The Battle of Ganondorf long predates the War of 10,000 years ago, enough for Hyrule to endure multiple cycles of the Calamity. Works for me. Yep. Who is the Sleeping Princess? The Sleeping Princess is the Zelda that you rescue from her accursed sleep at the end of Zelda 2. It has been suggested on this podcast by Crystal and by Monica and kind of signed off on by me that this is the accursed timeline version of the reincarnation of Hylia. Who never awakens who in never, the game. Who never awakens in that particular timeline of Skyward Sword. Is there any arguments against this? It's so bleak. <laughs> uh, I suppose the the argument against this is that the recounting then of the backstory. The is, more immediate backstory. Yeah. The, the prince would not have been her brother. Yeah. And she probably would not have been subject to the king. It implies that she woke up and then got involved in a in some bullshit that got her put under another sleeping curse. Or else this story of the sleeping curse is just carried over. Like it's made up to explain why they have a sleeping princess. So if we think that this is the same character, and I know that the both of you really like the idea, what happened? Hmm. Hmm. Monica's making her thinking real hard face. Well, the the legend of Zelda. Yeah. Is is it, it could be a, a proc a crof, What's that word? Acrophical. Apocryphal. Apocryphal. In that. My big. Go on. Oh, to explain all the Zelda namings. Like, this has happened so consistently, and so many people have been named Zelda that some considerable time must have passed. What's your thing, Crystal? How does the bloodline of Zelda begin if Zelda did not begin it? That's a real good question. That's a real good question. Um, I remember that one of the early ideas we had for it is that Zelda reincarnate, like, Hylia reincarnates... And I guess in this version of reading the timeline, it occurs uh, in synchronicity with her reincarnation in the imprisoned timeline. Mm-hmm. But that would mean that there's a t- like a period of time where there's two versions of this character, both extant in the world. I guess it doesn't really work. It's a bit sad. I don't think it does. So Hylia incarnates as Zelda while Zelda is still asleep. That is the... That is an idea that we would have to accept to make the Sleeping Princess into Skyward Sword Zelda. Yeah, no, I'd, as much as I'd like it to work, I think the backstory from Adventure of Link plus the issue of Hylia. I mean, we still have that really deep, fucked up sadness here, though, because if Zelda doesn't awaken in that timeline, it doesn't necessarily mean she has to be the Sleeping Princess she can simply wake up in synchronicity with when she wakes up in the other timeline. Only no one that she knows is there. Yeah. Except for Impa. Except for Impa. That, that must happen. Yeah. And she's the one who starts the bloodline. Right. Hmm. What do we think of that? That she wakes up to a world that simply has no one that she knows, but it's far further in the past than the idea of her being the sleeping princess. I am okay mm. with this. 
You've got some reservations, Crystal? One of the things I like about the Zelda 2 Skyward Sword theory is that when Link, Link the Great King, marries the goddess. Yeah, I like that too. And that starts a new age of peace. Mm-hmm. Until the calamity shows up. Yes. The And the only thing we have to sacrifice for that is the legend passed down within Impa's bloodline. Wait, hold on. How about the backstory of Adventure of Link takes place, like, before Minish Cap? <laughs> okay. Oh. Ho- hold on. But Minish Cap takes place in synchronicity with the current day events of Skyward Sword, more or less. But Well, I'm not saying that. Oh, okay, sure. Um, okay. Because that, I mean, every Zelda, every princess has been named oh Zelda. Oh my god. Okay. Where did this brother and king come from then? It's several thousands of years could have occurred. <laughs> Was the, uh, the magician in the court the first incarnation of Demise's hatred? <laughs> okay, you're not suggesting that they're the same character still. Like, you're, you're saying it's fine that they're not the same character, but you're suggesting that the backstory of uh, Zelda 2 legitimately takes place before every other actual game on the timeline. Yes, but I am now trying to ponder if that could slot together with Skyward Sword past Zelda. I don't know. I don't think that, like, she's literally the goddess incarnate, even as ridiculous as, like, the patriarchal reading of some of these games is, I don't think anyone's going to pretend to have authority over her. Right. The fact that this is the patriarchal Hyrule. Hmm. At least for a time. Because in every other version of Hyrule, once the princess comes of age, she's the monarch. Even in Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who wrote the scrolls that Lynx has that he's going to be the great hero, the great king? There's the king, right? He... Yeah. There's... Yeah, I, 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 according to the manual, I think it was the king. Huh. The king was real. Wait, hold on. The king died way before Zelda was cursed. No, it's the prince, I think. Let's recheck the manual. <laughs> After the king passed away, the prince sought the pieces of the Triforce they did not inherit. Is that from the manual? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Crystal's looking at the manual now. We're counting on you, Crystal. Yeah, so there, there was a king, and he was like, my son's not good enough to be king, so I'm going to split the Triforce and hide the Triforce of Courage in the North Castle. And then the king, the prince, the prince became the king after the king died. And he was like, Zelda, tell me where the Triforce is. She refused to. So then the magician, who was the prince's advisor, put her to sleep. And died. Mm-hmm. Good job, dude. But who wrote the scroll that Link is given by Impa? Hmm. Let's see if there's a direct reference. For generations, my family has been handed down these things which have been set aside for a time when a great king will come. Written in ancient script, no attribution. Wait, it does seem like... Who is this I person? It's the king. He's the... Whoever this speaker is had control of the Triforce and says that they found no one worthy of wielding it in their own lifetime. Oh, and I have hidden it for a reason. So yes, it's the king. It's the king. Right. It's the king. So the king and his son apparently were real. 
And mm-hmm. also, who would fail to give Zelda the fucking Triforce? Now, where is the Triforce in the past of Skyward Sword? It's uh, in the. It's on the island of the goddess. Oh yeah, okay. Which means that the it had to come down at some point, and then somebody somewhere retrieved the Triforce. I guess Impa must have done it. We talked about this in the Skyward Sword episode. Uh huh. So I guess the naming thing can't happen before Minish Cap. <laughs> Alas. No, I guess not. So it it I I feel like as cool as it is. It's probably not Skyward Sword Zelda. The King's letter does not reference Princess Zelda. That's true. So you're suggesting that the King was real, but the story of the princess and the prince may be apocryphal. Yes. Do we just want to say fuck it and have it be Skyward Sword Zelda? And we're not going to get another opportunity to resolve that plot line. So we just say fuck it, yes? Ah. It means good. It is good. It's good, but I don't think it works. It would be nicer if it was, but... Well, wait. The thing that makes Zelda wake up is Demise being destroyed, right? Uh Uh-huh. And Link's return, specifically. So, there's two moments at... Well, three moments at which we might assume that Zelda awoke. One, when Demise was destroyed in the Demise timeline, which means that she woke up almost immediately after Link left. Two... In synchronization with her awakening in the current, uh, in the imprisoned timeline, which would mean that she woke up thousands of years later with no one but Impa and possibly also all the people of Skyloft around, but none of the ones that she knew. Or three, the crystal falls away at some point, but she stays sleeping until her hero comes back for her. And that's what the ending of Adventure of Link is. But what about the back? Story about the evil prince and all of that. That, that. that can still happen. Why not? Though it does imply that in that timeline, the power of Hylia was not with the royal family. Which would explain why it works the way that it does in terms of kings. Yeah, but um, in Minish Cap... Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. Yeah, power. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Zelda has to come back. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I want to say that as good as it is, it might not work for our reading of the setting. Yeah, because also, where's, where's, if the Triforce of Courage has been gone since that king. How is mm. it there in A Link to the Past? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so the backstory of, oh wow, the backstory of Zelda 2 actually has to take place after the Oracle games. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, good we have a placement for it. I guess that's resolved then. So the sleeping princess is a completely different person. Yes. And She's not Skyward Sword Zelda. <laughs> and the whole, like, every princess must be named Zelda thing is apocryphal. Yes. Or maybe some princesses were named Zelda previously. We talked about this. Yeah. We talked about this. It's like, he made into <laughs> law a thing that happened anyway. Thank you, prince. Thank you, prince. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why I give you a lamb every year. A lamb? Yeah, that's how I pay my taxes. Oh. oh give, I give him a lamb every year. He's keeping up the tradition of very bad male rulers of Hyrule. Oh, yeah. The worst. And his dad didn't plan for this either, so he's also keeping up the tradition of bad rulers. Like Zelda wasn't worthy of the Triforce? In what timeline? In none of them. Every Zelda has been worthy of the fucking Triforce. The patriarchy kept her down. 
Literally, yes. Does A Link Between Worlds take place post Twilight Princess? Yes. Is A Link Between Worlds also a link between the timelines, illustrating how the different timelines are growing more similar? So, if our listeners have not listened to that particular episode, there are several indications that A Link Between Worlds does not come after A Link to the Past, in spite of the fact that in Japanese it's literally called Triforce of the Gods 2 as a sequel to Triforce of the Gods. I'll try to lay out the idea behind this placement as best I can remember. One, Majora's Mask is in Link Between Worlds, and it is rendered inert, which is a thing that only happens in the child timeline. Two, the backstory of Link Between Worlds does not actually describe Link to the Past. It describes Ocarina of Time, and maybe to a lesser extent, the events uh, that might have been publicly known in Twilight Princess. Because specifically it describes Ganon being sealed in darkness sealed instead, in, of instead of killed. killed. Because he's killed in Link to the Past. Like, he's obliterated. Um, it refers to the sages instead of the wise men or the maidens. And they get the number wrong. It's not the right number of sages, but also the number is wrong anyway, because the painting shows that this took place with seven sages and then Link and Zelda, which is not a configuration that occurs until Link Between Worlds. Um, and here's a big one. The Triforce is all in the possession of the royal family at the end of Link to the Past, but at the beginning of Link Between Worlds, Ganon has the Triforce of Power. And what? And the Triforce of Courage is just gone, waiting to be summoned by the sages. Only the Triforce of Wisdom remains in the possession of the royal family, which only lines up with the ending of Twilight Princess. Neither Link to the Past nor any other game in the series post-Ocarina of Time has that particular configuration. I love how it works so well. I hate how it works so well, <laughs> but it, it seems to be the thing. What do you think of this, Crystal? Yeah, that all checks out to me. I would love to present that theory to Miyamoto. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, you listen, if you wrote it bad, so actually it's Ocarina too. Perfect. That's what we want. We want Miyamoto to be sitting there being like, why, why, why are they talking to me about this? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so I, I, I guess that's it. Um but yeah, there's a lot in Link Between Worlds that's an obvious callback to Link to the Past and that it's very much trying to just be Link to the Past again. But in our reading of the timeline, it feels almost like an increased amount of synchronicity, like timeline entropy. Yeah. Do we think that the timelines are growing more similar and Link Between Worlds could be a way to illustrate that? Sure. How about you, Chris? That makes sense. All right. Yes. Well, that was. I thought that would be a big one, but... Yeah. It's one of our most ironclad theories, honestly. Yay. And it's going to be probably the most controversial. Like, more than the construction of the accursed timeline itself, which I think a lot of people will really enjoy. More than the wish echoing across timelines, which I think will appeal to people on a mythic scale. The placement of Link Between Worlds after Twilight Princess is going to fuck with people. The accursed timeline is based on a bunch of timey-wimey bullshit from Skyward Sword that nobody really understands. And that's why we can get away with of it. Of course. And it also means the that we don't have to assume that Link died in Ocarina of Time. 
this theory just just requires you to read the basic facts of the Link Between Worlds backstory <laughs> and match it up with the game that it matches up the most with. Yeah. When I So it's it's way more solid. When I pitched this on the forums, um there was some some controversy. Yeah. It was really funny. I can't imagine how that went. I think that I had stopped reading by then. That they probably didn't listen to you enough because it's it's ironclad. They were shook by the Majora's Mask thing. Ah. But anyway. Okay, 15 is one of the ones that I've been dreading. <sighs> what is Hytopia? Do we still hold the Drablands or the Sacred Realm? Who are those three dorks in the bear pajamas? Okay. So, Crystal, you might as well outline your theory on this. The Hytopia is set in the realm where the spirits of good live. And they're all spirits of good. And because this is set in a very peaceful era, they just worry about fashion. So everyone that you meet in Triforce Heroes are gods. You know, Hikari no Kami. Sure. I don't mean that they're like Greek gods. But they're gods in like the sense that they are the spirits of good who are gods. Mm -hmm. Wait, and then the Drablands are... We decided in Triforce Heroes that the Drablands are evidence of the worlds coming together because mm. it's got elements from all. And you can only arrive there through portals. You can't walk to the Drablands. And it uses the same teleportation sound effects, I think, as an earlier game. The Drablands, we decided, are the sacred realm where runoff from different timelines are starting to collect, which is why you get temples and locations from different timelines that appear there furthermore the triforce heroes the link is is summons he is the he is the trifold spirit of the hero summoned by the gods what are you thinking monica did we say the drablands are in the sacred realm or that the reverse they are the sacred realm. they're not hyrule they're not the drablands are not hyrule no they are the sacred realm the mm, idea or the forgotten parts they are what's left of the sacred realm after the end of link to the past and after the effects of ganon's wish have continued to echo and pull the different timelines together and hytopia is according to crystal hytopia is a separate realm um, of the gods that is situated so you can also only reach the sacred realm through portals styla is a Relative of Haida. Um, I'm not in love with that. Wait, how about if we're putting Triforce heroes on each timeline? Well, at this, the the Triforce heroes is like in Crystal's version of it, Hytopia exists like outside of time, and the three links are from the three distinct timelines that we've created. My idea for it was that Hytopia is post merge. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's post merge. Yeah, well, I do like the three links from three different timelines. <laughs> but, like, merged. Sort of in this... This is the the merging state or place. Go on. That's why there's three links. Uh-huh. From, one from each separate timeline. Mm-hmm. And they come together. That the, Around this time is when the merge happened. Crystal, I... Don't want to put too much pressure on you because I know that more than any other theory on this list, this one is your baby. 
Mm-hmm. But I do want to hear why you think Hytopia is the realm of the spirits of good. Okay, well, it's not Hyrule. It is Hytopia. Yes, that's definitely true. But it does have, apparently, a, a portal to the sacred realm? Yeah. Why does it have that? Well, I mean, do we have reason to think that portals to the sacred realm are exclusive to Hyrule? Why is Link in Hytopia? Why is there statues of Link here? Well, there's a legend of three. Right. But Link's never been here before. Or has he? Or has he? But has he ever been here before as a triple threat, so to speak? Yeah, they have a legend of the Triforce heroes. Right. But is it possible that this was prophecy? I su- yeah, it is prophecy, I guess. Okay, um, the other side of it is, um, why don't they act like gods? What are gods supposed to act like? I don't know. But there's nothing in here that actually suggests that they're anything except for regular-ass people. Like, there's children running around, and old folks, and people arguing about, like, haggling over the price of specific goods. Well, good, but the only goods are clothes. Yeah, you ain't wrong. They, they don't have to worry about, like, food or, like, livestock. So they're post-scarcity. Yeah, they, they don't have material concerns other than the material their clothes are made of. Very utopian. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I buy that they're post-scarcity and that they're a very different society from Hyrule with very different concerns. It just seems like a bit of a leap that they would be the spirits of good who waged war against the interlopers' maladies and demise. Lady Maud is from the Drablands, is that correct? She has her house in the Drablands, yeah. So she just lives in the sacred realm? Seems that way. I'm not sure if she's from there or if she set up camp there. I don't think she was- She definitely is magical. Yeah. Nobody I'm... else really seems to have magic. Well, her sister does. Yes, her and her sister. Sorry. Yeah. With Maud being the older sister? I think so. It doesn't really matter which one of them is older- But I mean, like, fashion is magic. It's just funny to me that when the gods don't have anything to worry about, they just focus on their fashion sense. So your best argument, well, not your best argument, but the heart of the argument is that the idea that the spirits of good are mostly worried about making fun of people who show up in teddy bear pajamas is deeply hilarious. Yes, uh, you know, when it's time to get serious, they'll get serious. But there's th- th- there's no calamity going on at this point. No major issues in the mortal world they have to worry about. Do You did hold at one point that Triforce Heroes might have taken place during the 10,000 years of peace, right? Possibly. I think I think we settled on setting it before. Yeah, but do, does that feel in keeping with how you see the game now? Yeah. Or the timeline in general? Yeah. 10,000 years of peace is a long time. It's a long time. You get complacent. I guess so, even if you're timeless gods who exist in a realm beyond the physical space. The way Link appears, it's like, we need the Triforce heroes, and then the Triforce heroes just, like, appear as if they were called upon. They just bubble in. I, I, yeah, with no backstory, no history. I really think that the obsession of three becoming one is the timeline collapsing into each other. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting read. That's their obsession. They, they get the stack going. Yes. The timelines are stacking. Okay, so are you suggesting this is like a ritual derived from some deep understanding that the timelines are merging? 
Like they yes. don't they don't even know that they know that. Right. Crystal, I just don't know if I can sign off on Styla being Why not? <laughs> it's not the problem's not that it's silly. I like that it's silly. To be very clear, I love the idea of the spirits of good who heroically died fighting the original demon invasions and sent off the demons to be the Twily and protected the Triforce at the cost of their very lives and ascended to heaven, leaving behind all of the locomo and the means by which the world would be rid of the influence of the gods, just turned around and started having costume parties. That's great. I love it. I want to be clear that I love this idea. Mm-hmm. It's just that the textual basis for it is really lean. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> Can we put this in as a footnote? <laughs> okay. Okay. Look, I, I'm of two minds about this because I love it and I want to include all of this shit in the timeline proper. But the other side of me will say like, there's two sides to fandom. There's a transformative side and a curative side. The curative side of me is like, why am I doing this? I don't know if I can sign off on actually putting this in the timeline. Oh, can but- we each have our minority report? Okay, th- hold on. I'm getting new information from the Zelda Encyclopedia, apparently. Oh, piss. Sometime following the lifting of Princess Styla's curse, Hytopia ceased its independency and underwent a merger with Hyrule, becoming the kingdom's northern region. Although Hytopia as its own settlement was no more, the incarnation of Hyrule that existed during the Era of Decline's quest to reunite the Triforce was influenced by its legacy. Hytopia's powerful magic users led to many people who could use magic to exist during this generation, and the residents of settlements in the northernmost region of Hyrule were particularly fashionable. Which part of Hyrule what? In Fuck off. It's page 61 of the encyclopedia. Wait, but- okay, Crystal, what do you make of that? I don't like it. Well, I don't like it either because it's silly. What it's silly, but not in the good way. Of Northern Hyrule are they talking about in which game? At, I assume that it's Northern Hyrule in um, Zelda 2. Yeah, people are fashionable there. Because In Rauru Town. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because you learn spells from people. Like, that's just the connection oh, that they're wow. trying to make. That's horrible. Crystal, can we just reject that part out of hand? Okay. Because we don't take the encyclopedia and the historia as being canonical. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we don't have to rely on them or be influenced by them. Mm-hmm. But, okay, how about this? I really want to include all of this. If I include it in the timeline, would you be okay with it being couched in such a way that it's just, like, not necessarily true, but is an understanding of... Hytopia as written by Hytopians. What if I trade you this for Kirby as a dark interloper? <laughs> the Popsarians. I already gave up Kirby being a dark interloper. But we can have it. We can have both. No, no Monica won't agree to that though because the interlopers being the demons makes it all work too neatly. Ah. <laughs> uh. I, re- I, I temp- think we should all me. have our minority report comments. Okay. Okay, when you say minority report comments, what do you mean? In the movie Minority Report, there are three people <laughs> <laughs> who can see the future. Oh. <laughs> and it is thought that they have a consensus on how the future is. But actually, sometimes two-thirds 
of them agree while one diverges and has a disagreement. Okay. What I'm saying is we can put our own footnotes <laughs> in which we don't necessarily agree with the main. Monica, <laughs> why is your explanation of the concept of a minority report about the movie <laughs> instead of the actual, like, when in a court of law, like in the Supreme Court, when one judge disagrees? Oh, I, I guess we could use a dissent. Sure. Sure. That, that does work a lot better. You'd think that I, as a legal professional, might might use that. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't expect that out of you, to be this honest. This probably indicates I'm more nerd than... Pro, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um... Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Um, so I've got one of, I've got a couple of potential proposals here. Um, I really like the dissension. Like, I know, yeah. I know. Um, uh, from Monica's dissension proposal, each of us picks one section that we get to say what goes in that section as an addendum for an alternative understanding of that part of the timeline. I like that. Okay. The other okay. one is that. You two pick out parts where you want things inserted, and I'll present them as possible understandings of events. I think the reason I went with Minority Report is because there's three of us. It's true. There's three of us. There are three of us. And this is, you know, one out of the three disagreeing and having their own. You're right. This is the divergence. Okay. So how do we feel about the idea that each of us gets one divergence that we get to insert into the timeline? Would, would you be amenable to that for this, Crystal? I don't think it just has to be one, but oh. we'll see how far it goes. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I prefer the second idea you had where just as needed, if we have a non-consensus, we, put in. we can write dissenting opinion. Yeah. Okay. So. Itopia is this, the gods. Okay. Dissenting opinion. Sure. We can do that. Okay. Okay. Everybody's amenable to that? Yeah. Yeah. Whew. How's that answer look to you, Crystal? Good. The Drablands are the sacred realm. We have consensus on that, though. Do you? Do you, are you yes. okay? Okay. Okay. Whew. Cool. So, if you two have other spots where you want to insert dissenting opinions, let me know, and I'll incorporate them. Sounds good. I mean, I, I'm sure in the the text in the word document, we'll just you know put in tracking. Sure. Crystal, do you have word? I have word. Yay. I don't have... Old continents versus new continents. Were the bird peoples there before Helia brought over the refugees from the old kingdoms? Was there a centuries-long period of peace before demise appeared? Okay. Catch our listeners up here. Okay. In Skyward Sword, there's a particular temple set in what appears to be the ruins of a kingdom reigned over by monarchs who are depicted as people who are also birds. Yep. Now, we never came to a very clean consensus on who the bird people are, which is why I put in that question that I just erased, what up with the Rito? Um, because my idea is that they, the Rito are the original indigenous inhabitants of the lands that we might call Hyrule. New or old? The Hyrule. There's the old kingdom and then there's Hyrule. Okay. And my idea was that they were lost in the war against the demons and that they're brought back later by gods who sought to restore them. And in one timeline, they're never lost in the first place. I think all of that doesn't 
necessarily mean they have to be indigenous. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. But if that's the case, does that imply that the bird people also came over from the Old Kingdom? Are the bird people the Rito? Hmm. Is Termina one of the refugee realms? Yeah, I want to say it probably is. That, that That's because there's Zora there. Hmm. Zora and Labrina. Because we're definitely rejecting the idea of the encyclopedia where Termina is a product of Skull Kid's imagination. Yeah, fuck that. Definitely. <laughs> okay. But I, I guess what I'm asking here is um, the bird people... Do we think that there was a period of peace between the arrivals of the people from the old continent and the attack by demise? Yes, yeah, so all the legends describe some period of peace between creation and the first Triforce conflict. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the possibility that it was war with Maladus, retreat, period of peace, war with demise. And that may have been enough time to build up the kingdoms that we see in ruins in Skyward Sword. We've diverged on whether or not Maladus came first or if it was at the same time. It could have been simultaneous. I would would think it'd be simultaneous. In that case, uh, boy, Demise was real good at tricking all the spirits of good into throwing themselves at Maladus, huh? Yeah. Maybe, Maybe Maladus was legitimately a bigger threat. Huh, that's an interesting thought. Well, Hylia was fighting Demise. Right, but Hylia also... Hylia's the Lubu of... (laughs) Hylia also had the Triforce, and a god can't use all the Triforce's power, but that doesn't mean they can't use some of it. Right, so, you know, maybe that's quite an even match. Between... Who who would win in a fight between Demise and Maladus? Who would win in a fight if Hylia fought Maladus and the Spirits of Good fought Demise? Sure, that's the same but, question. But, but like, this was very even. Like, their predictions were very good because Maladus was defeated while the Spirits of Good died. Right. And then Hylia was, like, near mortal wounding or whatever. She was mortally wounded right. while Demise was sealed away. Yes, that's some great tactics. Do we... Okay, this is actually something that needs to be addressed because I have gotten to this part in the timeline writing. Do we think that the war with Maladus and the war with Demise were simultaneous? Because the yes, because the way that I imagined it was that while Demise, uh, while Maladus was fighting the spirits of good in the old continent, Demise follows Hylia through the Lost Woods. Hmm. I'd say like around the same time, enough to be considered the same conflict. Because my thought is that Demise did not join the field as soon as Maladus led his forces into battle. Like, even if only through absence, Demise did let Maladus be the primary threat. I'm okay with mm. that. Like, enough to have it happen because all around the same time. The war with Demise definitely takes place on the new continent. Yes. So do you think it's possible that Demise takes, like, participates in the initial war and maybe even fights alongside Maladus? We don't know. But after everything's done, Demise follows after the last spirit of good instead of freeing Maladus or whatever the fuck. So he can have the whole Triforce for himself. My thought was that just demons sprung up in two different places, really. But if they sprung up in two different places, why would they spring up where the Triforce isn't? Does Maladus want the Triforce? Yeah, I don't think that's his motivation. It's never brought up, but like... Our understanding was that the Triforce was in the Old Kingdom. They worshipped it there. It's on all their money. Mm. 
Like even if oh, it's the coin, right? Yes, on the ancient coin, they do have the symbol of the Triforce, which is how we came to the conclusion in the first place that Hylia was a spirit of good. I need to re-listen to that episode. The Spirit Tracks episode, uh, there may have been more than one of them. Very interesting. Maybe they didn't know exactly where the Triforce was or where the the portal to get to it was. So Hylia flees with the Triforce and the peoples of the Old Kingdom, or at least some of them, flees through the Lost Woods to a new land, and the Lost Woods dumps her out on top of Demise's forces. There had to have been mm. enough time for the dragons to, like, build up their own forces, too, because uh, it's Leneru, right? He's the one who built all the robots. And the mm-hmm. robots are depicted as having participated in the war with Demise. Oh, right. Okay. So it seems like even if they're the same war, there was a period where the refugees were not directly affected by the demons. Sure. Or that... They were building up or stockpiling or whatever. Highly what, knew it was coming. What is the question? Do we think like the battle with Maladus and the battle with Demise, uh-huh. when did they happen in relation to each other? Okay. So, Crystal, what's your thought on this? I think broadly the same period. I think they might have been staggered a bit, like the Pacific Theater started after the European Theater. Right. Yes. Um... I agree with that. But bro- broadly the same time. I agree. My thought is that the, w- the conflict referred to in the backstory of Spirit Tracks happens. Demons are going after the Triforce. Hylia takes the Triforce and all the refugees that she can and flees to the new continent through the Lost Woods. And sometime after she arrives and starts preparing for the conflict, Demise arrives. Okay. Okay. That works in line with... I think what Crystal's saying and what I think. Okay. I just wanted to get that down because, like, the idea that maybe Demise fought alongside Maladus, that's fine. The specific details don't matter quite as much. We can't know how that war went. But, like, there's got to be some sequence there. And the mirror? The mirror was used in the new continent. I'm assuming it's one of the things that Hylia had. Okay. And for some reason, she couldn't use it on Demise. Probably because she knew that would be a bad idea. Or, you know, you you charge the cannon and... You get one shot. (laughs) Yes. Are you strong enough? You just resist it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, uh, do we think that it's possible that the kingdoms that we see in ruins in Skyward Sword may have been built in the period between those two wars? Or do we think they existed before Hylia came to the new continent? I think they existed before. What do you think, Monica? The, um... I don't think it really matters to me. <laughs> no, I mean, to say whether I'm not like, not that it doesn't matter to me, but I'm not leaning towards one way or another. All this would really estab- like try to answer is were the Rito there before or did they flee with, with Hylia? Do we think that the bird kingdom was the Rito? Sure. I'm okay with that. What about you, Crystal? I, I, I guess. There's no reason they couldn't be, right? Yeah. I, I I feel like it would make more sense to connect them to one of the other Sky Peoples. I think the alternative we pitched was that they might be like the Loftwings are actually much more together. Uh-huh. Hmm? 
that the the loft wing yeah people. the loft wing the loft wing people yes are much more sapient than anticipated wait you're suggesting that the loft wings had a kingdom yes okay so loft wing people bird people rito it's just that they all used to look like shoebills yeah just like in wind waker they all look kind of like parrots or something hawks it's not clear but they all have the same beak Wait, so wait, I didn't mean to say that the Loftwing were the Rito. Well, I mean, if you're bird people, you're Rito. <laughs> uh. See, I th- one of the ideas put forth in the Skyward Sword episode was that the symbology of the birds, and I think you suggested this, Crystal, the symbology of the birds was like the monarchs of that kingdom using Hylia's alignment with Burns' birds as symbols of her dominion. Yes. Mm-hmm. I... That's something I did lean towards as well. Okay. We're not cl- – the the answer to this is we're not clear on it. And we don't have to be. It's right. okay to not be clear. Can't they even be the Hylian kingdom, really? Could be. Sure. Why not? That's why I wrote there. Okay. Whew. What about, uh, you know, Shad's theory that the Uka created Hyrule? Shad is a fuck Shad. boy. I mean, if, if the bird people are indigenous to the lands called now called Hyrule – I don't know what I I I got nothing. I I I tend to dismiss Shad out of hand. The architecture and size of the ruins would to me indicate that it's not for Uka. You would Uka? think Uka might have looked different back then. They might have. They Ugh. might have been much larger and had very long, differently shaped bills. Uka's Twilight Princess murals. Oh God, the HD murals. Yeah, maybe they describe the war. Oh. Oh, wait, that's something we should talk about, right? The Twilight Princess murals. I have stuff from Wind Waker. But the, specifically, there there are... There's Zora. There's Rito. There's Rito. There's Rito in and the Twilight Princess murals. There's Yes, of course. But there's Rito and Zora extant at the same time. Right. But in Twilight Princess, there were definitely already Zora. There just aren't Rito. Right. So I guess I'll sign off on the bird kingdom being Rito. I don't know if we need to take the murals in Twilight Princess HD as being necessarily canonical. Is that what you're suggesting, Crystal, that they are canonical? Yeah, there's, they don't mean anything. I'm looking at them now. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, cool. We're almost to the end. Nearly at the end. What's our answer to this question? Oh, I, I've got it written down there. Okay, not clear. Bird King, it might be. Okay. Yeah, Hyla is is a avian furry. <laughs> is there a sp- specific word for that? Avian. Okay. What if you have some bird qualities, but you're largely humanoid, like her statues and the feather- Like what? Her feather hair. Or was it a feather cloak? I don't think that's what Crystal's describing. No, I'm just asking if there's like a furry term of mostly humanoid, only slightly- Like cat girls? Hmm. I guess so. I don't know. But I can't remember if that was part of her hair or a cloak. I think that her hair was feathered. Don't reach over to my keyboard. I'm not. I have a phone. Zelda suggests in Link Between Worlds that the Bow of Light is infused with the light of the Triforce. Is that true for all instances of it? Is there just one Bow of Light? Now, that, go ahead. Uh, the thing that I immediately thought of was Zelda summoning the Bow of Light in Breath of the Wild. Yes. There's a also the Bow of Light that was handed over to her by the, spirit, uh, by the Light Spirits in Twilight Princess. And there's the bow of light that was used by the spirits of good and the war against Maladus. 
Mm-hmm. Are these all the same weapon? They don't have to be the same, I guess. Because we could say that they are passed down for most of them. The only tricky one is the one from Spirit Tracks. Also, doesn't Zelda actually have the bow of light in Wind Waker? Or is she just using like a regular? She's using light arrows. Okay. It's just a bow. It's your bow, yeah. Right. The bows of light do look quite different. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's like the Master Sword. But could we, like, do you think that the idea that the bow of light is infused with the light of the Triforce could describe every version of the weapon? Yeah. Yeah. So would the bow that's used by the spirits of good to defeat Maladus also a weapon infused with the light of the Triforce? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's all I wanted out of that one. Looking at this. They are the Hikari no Kami. Gods of light. Looking at the Hylia statue, it, I don't know. She could be wearing like a cowl or possibly a veil that's feathered. Yeah. And underneath it, she's got like regular hair. She's also got wings. Yes. There's a lot going on. Why are you so stuck on this? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Are the light arrows Triforce infused? Yeah, that's the light. Cameron, will you sign off on that? Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to old Cameron. How's that answer, Crystal? Probably multiple bows of light, but all are probably infused by the Triforce. This will also apply to the light arrows. That works. Cool. <sighs> Termina, refugee realm? Do we think that Termina was founded by refugees from the Old Kingdom at the time of the Demon War? That makes sense to me. Are the giants also spirits of good? Yeah. Okay. Okay. How do we explain, like, many of the inhabitants of Termina looking like the inhabitants of Hyrule? Synchronicity. I think uh, Termina was probably the first refugee realm. It, it, and so they, uh, I don't know. As to why they seem to bear resemblances, alternate universes are fucking weird. What are the alternate refugee realms? Well, there's Oshu's realm. Mm-hmm. Um, not coholent, but it could theoretically work in a similar way. Um, there are people who just stayed behind in the old kingdom, like right. the Gorons. I guess Hyrule. Hyrule. Hyrule is like Oshu's. the- and Termina. Those are the ones that we know of concretely. And if you're a spirit of good and you're a crystal, then Hytopia. Okay. Does that all sound cogent, Crystal? Yeah. Termina is right there in the Lost Woods. It's all portals. Yes. Why is the goddess of time there? Yeah, I think that Hylia may have passed by it. Maybe that's where Hylia lives. Maybe. They remember. That's why the gods of time is there. They remember her. Now, let me peek at the recording time. Yeah, we're about two, two and a half hours oh, of raw yeah. recording before editing. We'll cut a lot of that out. I'm on track for an average recording. Yeah, all right. So I think that's all the questions that I had with regards to the timeline. Did either of you two have more that you wanted to get into before we make sure that we write this shit out? Stuff that you wanted to be sure is included? Mm, the Majora tribe. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe interlopers? Hmm? Do they seem like interlopers to you? Not really. I think... They don't seem to care about the Triforce. Yeah, I think that... 
I think that they may have developed after the refugees settled. Yeah. That's how it reads to me. Like, time flows differently in Termina, and they just have a very, very long history, is how I read it. What do you make of it, Crystal? That makes sense to me. Okay. Did we call the happy mask people? Yeah. They are definitely the people who made the mask. So they're the tribe. Sure. The the tribe with their dark magic. Yeah. Who developed independently in Termina after all the settling was done. Okay. Separate demonic-ish branch? Sure. I mean, people can become demons. Okay. <sighs> so, anything you wanted to add on to it, Monica? Nope. How about you, Crystal? Anything else? That's it. All right. I think we've done good this time. We do good every time, Cameron. Oh, I think we've done good also this time. Yeah. How do I end this podcast? Um, well, there's multiple ways that you can do it. Um, do, do you want to take any reader questions? Oof. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. We'll set a pin in that one. I just have to tell a joke at the end of this. Okay. Uh, have you already looked up a joke? No. Okay. Then I'm going to try to just tell one. Okay. Okay. Give me like 15 seconds to work this out in my head. Okay. Okay. So there's a thing about Ganon that a lot of people don't know is that in his free time, he actually likes to collect clocks. He likes to collect clocks that you keep on the wall, clocks that you can stand up on the floor, clocks that you can wear on your wrist. And the fact that he keeps all these clocks and he likes to arrange them so that he can tell what time it is in any different part of the world, that's something that he keeps very much to himself. He's very private. And he always keeps them arranged so that he can, like, he's got them all set up sequentially so that if he looks at the appropriate spot, he'll know what time it is in the appropriate place. Maybe he's got it set up so that he can tell what time it is in different worlds. We don't know. Ganon knows a lot of shit. But he's very private about it. It doesn't go very well with his image of himself and the image that he tries to convey to other people of him as this great unknowable evil. Like, what kind of evil guy collects all these clocks? So he assumes that it's perfectly secret, but it's not. Nothing's perfectly secret in Hyrule. There are Koroks who know about that shit. And whenever Ganon's out doing all of his evil shit, the Koroks like to come in and they run around and they snicker to themselves and they move the clocks and they take all of his careful sequencing and they fuck with it just a little bit. Say he's got uh, two rows of clocks, then they'll make it into three rows of clocks and they'll switch the places to some of the clocks on there. Or if he's got three rows of clocks that he's got arranged just the way that he likes it, they'll make it into four rows of clocks. And one of these days, at some point, Ganon comes back, and these little bastards, they have just gone right out the window. They're gone. He never knew that they were there, and he'll never allow himself to think that they were there. But he sees that where he had three rows before, there's now four rows of these clocks. And he says to himself, damn it, not another timeline. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Y'all be fucking with my timelines. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Wow. That's that's a joke. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night.